KXRN LP. Laguna Niguel, Laguna, Laguna Beach. Beach. Member supported KXFM on 104.7. KXFMRadio.org. This disclaimer is a statement notifying listening audiences that any opinions expressed on our shows are not representative of Laguna Radio Inc., its management, or its board of directors. Hello, this is Craig at KXFM 104.7 Human Crafted Radio. I'm here every Saturday at 9 a.m. with Rainbow Radio, where we discuss the latest news on LGBTQ interests and discuss on this day in history. Every week I have a special guest and we have interviews. Interviews again, Rainbow Radio, Craig, every Saturday. This movie that I think 
Recording in progress. Sorry, Colin Scott, but it's Rainbow Radio time here at KXFM 104.7 in Laguna Beach. It's a beautiful day. I 63 degrees on the drive-in early this morning. The high should be 69. It is definitely beach weather. A mix of clouds and sun. Uh, winds at 5 to 10 miles an hour. Humidity at 60%, and it'll get down to a cool, crisp, cold 57 degrees tonight. And what's coming up for the week? We all want to know, right? It's uh, going to be sunny tomorrow. Uh, however, the rest of the week, for about the next 10 days, it's all partly cloudy, uh, high around uh, 70 degrees. So, uh, But that really means that it's partly cloudy in the morning and sunny in the afternoon. So I think you, get, uh, you have a whole week here of beach time if you're really dedicated and uh, speaking of beach time, we're still working on our Rainbow Lifeguard Tower for West Street Beach. That is uh, your favorite organization, it, or if it isn't, it should be, <laughs> Laguna Beach Pride 365. We're uh, here year-round. And uh, I have to, uh, as long as I'm on the topic of what's going on with Laguna Beach Pride, I've got to let you know right off the bat that unfortunately... We had two events scheduled, and they were both bonfires, one at the first of next month and then one towards the end of uh, August. And unfortunately, uh, the county owned the fire rings. Yes, the fire rings that we have our fire pit in, that we have our beach bonfire around, kind of the focal point. <laughs> and so... 
So when the city uh, assumed uh, responsibility, took it, uh, the, the management back, which I think was a really great thing, uh, the property of the county was removed, and that's one of the things that got removed. So I put a question out there with some uh, individuals at the city. If there's a possibility they might be not permanently retired, but maybe at some point we can purchase some or we can get just a couple of them for special occasions. Uh, you know, we've had we've had people uh, offer to um, provide uh, fire pits, temporary ones that we could bring to the beach, but... The reality of it is, uh, when we have a beach bonfire, there's probably 30 or 40 people around a big concrete ring with a nice flaming fire in it, and it just uh, really needs to be that, you know, a little bit bigger and a little bit uh, more eventful. So, unfortunately, folks, we have, and it's been a very popular event over the years, and I know I've had people express a lot of interest in it, so, but unfortunately, we, we can't do that. But we still have three events on, on the calendar on Laguna Beach Pride. And you can look at those on the website if you'd like. There'll be some announcements coming out here in the next day or so to everyone who's on the list. So you can get all the details. Um, some sad news out of Australia and someone who I have seen perform a couple of times. I discovered early this morning. <laughs> it seems my news feeds are very... Uh, uh, good, because uh, I got it from about three different sources, and including uh, my publicist, Mario. <laughs> Hello, Mario. Good morning. Um, that uh, Dame Edna has passed at 89. That's Barry Humphreys is his actual name. And married, I think, three times uh, and has uh, three or four children. Uh, he always uh, had kind of a entitled attitude as a woman when he dressed up and portrayed this uh, very uh, entitled Dame Edna. If you haven't seen Dame, seen Dame Edna, you can go on YouTube and, and look it up. But Or if you have seen him as her, uh, you know, in, in spite of all this drag queen stuff being... Uh, I mean, if anyone wrote the book on it, him and Divine, I suppose. <laughs> but... Uh, Barry Humphreys, uh, he really had it down, I, and he performed for all audiences for all good things. And even at the Queen's 50th Jubilee, which I had the wonderful experience of attending with a friend of mine, Marcus Noble, uh, he uh, made a little presentation uh, at the um, one of the events. So, so did Elton John and a bunch of other people, Paul McCartney and and celebrities, but he was on the list, and he had a little comedy skit, and uh, so he was, you know, well-known. Sadly, 89, he had had uh, fallen and broken his hip and uh, had had surgery, and it, and it uh, oh, he just wasn't doing well with it, I guess, and uh, he passed this morning. So, anyway, that's the sad news, but there's other good news that we have. Um, what... Uh, I can tell you is that uh, there is a, a drag event, speaking of drag, coming up with Laguna Pride, and it's called, <clears throat> I wish I knew the, the melody, but I am what I am. <laughs> if anyone's familiar with um, the birdcage, or La Caja Fall, it was previously called, uh, 
they did a stage play of it and in New York and it and it, they test marketed it I think in Boston and they think they thought it wasn't going to fly. But the opening song is I am what I am and it, it's um I guess a tribute to being honest with yourself and who you are and not ashamed or afraid to shout from the highest mountain that I am who I am. Uh, what you see is what you get. No shame, no uh you know, no worries, I guess. And, and it's a very positive song. So uh, we thought what, way to, what better way to celebrate, uh, I guess, drag culture. I don't know how else to call it. Um, then to start, do a little uh, show, an evening show, entitled it, I Am What I Am. And so that's just what Laguna Beach Pride is doing on the 17th of uh, June. It's in the works, folks. So we'll have some local entertainment and probably uh, for about four hours it'll go on uh, mixed up with some drag and then some uh, DJs and then some other entertainment and uh, it'll just be a party for four hours on a Saturday night. So how's that sound? I, I hope you, I hope that sounds great. That is, uh, and it's a fundraiser, silent auction. There'll be a lot of great gifts, uh, things that can be bid on, great value in uh, the, the um items and the funds will go to help the lifeguard tower keep us um, get that on schedule with the plaque that goes with it and also help us maybe get some fire rings for the beach which would be really nice <laughs> and then also uh, support the pride event which is in august this year uh, the weekend of august 12th uh, more details to be uh, revealed as as we book entertainment and take care of all of those things like ordering porta potties and you know the necessities <laughs> oh i go on i'm just out of control anyway uh yeah laguna beach pride has all that on the, on the list for you so it, it has been a busy week this week in news um i don't know where to begin uh there's some regular news articles i always like to just kind of give an overview, you know, the big picture view, uh, which I think sometimes we we miss. But there are a lot of bills, again, there's a lot of, I guess, my overview and my take on all the media, that stuff that's going on. Let's just start there, the big picture. Um, you know, I feel like um, in politics, there there seems to need to be a cause and get people excited about things and that drives the interest and drives the well as you can see fox is its case study they were fearful if they revealed that when it's documented it's it's there that if they revealed that they knew that the uh there was no evidence to prove that the election was stolen that um they didn't want to say that because they might lose their audience and in that in that instance, they would lose their revenue. And um, so it was a financial decision, as it appears, and, their, and the ultimate financial decision for their, um, I guess, deceit was that, and their defamation of uh, Dominion, which was the voting system that is used prominently in the United States, they were awarded or uh, they settled 
the the defamation suit for seven hundred and eighty seven million five hundred thousand seven hundred seven hundred eighty seven million and there's several more um lawsuits against what happened with that the whole election and how um how the misinformation propagated and how sadly it um i, I think it it really for me it really um put a cloud over our election system to uh, and doubt in the american people about if it was truly indeed honest and i suppose that's not a bad thing to you know you say trust but verify but i think it went far beyond that and sadly i think there's less trust in the in the voting that there was and um that that's not not necessarily a good thing i think um you know so i think a lot of things but i do think it would be nice if voting were there was a strong effort to make it easy for everyone that if when election day comes around which is only every four years the big election that it should be a holiday everyone should have the day off it should be a legal holiday and voting should be you could have same day voter registration with a proper id absolutely what you know if you want to go get a driver's license you get the proper id you can get a driver's license although temporary right at the, on the on the spot so it seems that you should be able to do the same to vote and make voting easily accessible uh, like at campus at college campuses at the dorms or i don't know at the <laughs> at the college campus go into uh, communities where it, they've traditionally had a difficult time getting to the voter poll stations and um so I, those are things I think that would be I would like to see. Uh, embrace it, make it work better. Yeah. Anyway, that's the power of the vote. Lots of legislature against uh, transsexuals now, and that's what's that's what's really tragic. I feel like politically there is a need to have something a cause to get people excited and riled up, and and uh, there is one senator who said. You know, we see all these voices before Congress and they get all enraged and outraged. And he says, on camera, he says, off camera, it's all, they're not. It's all a, a show. And uh, I don't know. And I thought, well, probably so. You know, <laughs> it's like, it's theatrics. Get everyone excited and riled up. Uh, tell them things to get them uh, angry. And then, you know, as, as Facebook has determined, and I suppose Twitter to some degree, is that uh, the more you can get people upset about things, the more response you get, the more advertising you, um, sadly. Anyway, so there's uh, a lot happening with um, the uh, transgender and the issues with transgender, and that, you know, it, it shouldn't. We shouldn't uh, embrace it, that it's a bad thing. So with that, I thought I, I discovered a doctor, you know, science. It's an amazing thing uh, that had got kind of fed up with all of it. And I believe he is a Republican, but he's a doctor and he understands the science. And his name is Joe McCrete. He's on Facebook. You can go look him up, Joe McCreet, M-C-C-R-E-I-G-H-T. 
And he posted uh, his own spin on um, uh, on uh, sec- well, when the question was posed uh, when they were doing the the uh, Supreme Court oh, interview for the confirmation of uh, for Judge Kentenja Ken- Tenji Brown Jackson, she was asked um, the question is you know what is a woman. You know, define a woman, and so he thought, well, I'm gonna <laughs> on the tails. I'm gonna define what a woman is versus a man, and it's a, kind of a redundant. Anyway, he uh, his name is William McCrete, and he is uh, an MD and a PA, certified American Board Family Medicine and American Board of Preventative Medicine in the subspecialty of addiction medicine. Uh, he has his own practice, and so he wrote this to try and explain to everyone what that it's not, I don't know, that there is some science behind what it's about. Now, there's some words in here, may not be appropriate to, they're scientific words, I shouldn't worry about it, but maybe not so early on Saturday morning, but um, this is kind of what he said about it, and I, it, it, to me, what answers the whole question about the laws that everyone's trying to impose on everyone and about uh, transgender. Why do people want to change their sex? Why do they, is it a whim? Is it a thrill? Is it they do it for, as a sense of rebellion, like a rebel without a cause, you know? Uh, And there's a lot of uh, hype and a lot of misinformation out there. So he thought, well, I'm going to, from, I'm paraphrasing, I'm telling what I think you say, but I'm going to say what I think it is. So this was kind of what he, this is what he said. Um, again, I'm going to skip a few parts that get a little too descriptive, I think, for this hour in the morning. In the four years of medical school, three years of residency training, and nearly 30 years in practice as a family physician, I've never been asked, what is the definition of a woman? Which they ask um, Judge Brown. Seems obvious that no one look, would, could look, just look at the genitalia. Either you're a boy or a girl, right? Uh, it seems obvious that one could just look at the yeah. It's well, not always, he says. Although it's rare, many people are born with ambiguous genitalia. Um, okay, the OBGYN and the P- and the pediatrician are simply unable to determine the sex. Historically, in consultation with the family. A sex would be assigned, and there is a lot of documentation about how dangerous that is, particularly if it's assigned inappropriately and at a later stage in life, the the developing child discovers that um, things are kind of odd for them and not in a good, healthy way. It turns out that often, as not, a child would ultimately identify with the sex they were not assigned Uh, That's the hazard of assigning it. So it must be the chromosomes, he goes on. The 23rd pair in in humans is designated XX in females and XY in males. I've heard that, you know. Uh, Some people joke about, well, they must be a YY because there's no (laughs) such thing officially as a YY. There's X and XY. Uh, the Y chromosomes determine some male characteristics. So if you're either a boy or a girl, right? Well, not always, he goes on. In embryo, uh, 
In embryology, the default setting is female. Did you know that? I was like, oh, really? <laughs> That's the default setting. The Y chromosome normally triggers male development. Ever heard of testicular feminization syndrome now more properly referred to as androgenin insensitivity syndrome oh my and sometimes xy baby is born with essentially a normal female external genitalia the body simply does not respond to the androgens associated with the y chromosome as the child grows and puberty and enters puberty there'll be a normal breast development and other feminine characteristics Unless genetic testing has been done at some point, the abnormality is not discovered until the teenage daughter presents to the doctor a concern that ministration, I want to say ministration, ministration has not started. Examination revealed that uh, behind the genitalia there is no uterus, but there is male uh, male parts. <laughs> In other words, you couldn't see them, but the male parts were there. And they're not very feminine. Cheerleaders, beauty pageants, contestants. So, you know, it happens. Nearly everybody has is a normal XX or XY, has anatomy to match, and it's perfectly at peace with themselves. But not everybody. Several studies have identified how the sexual diversity between men and women does not exclusively involve the genitals. Genitals. So, it's, folks, it's not all about the genitals, but also the development of different brain areas. And the genitals can be ambiguous or not match what XY would predict. So, can the brain, in some instances, develop in a different direction than the genitals? Animal studies suggest that this is likely due to atypical levels of sex hormones in the womb. I'm almost done, folks. <laughs> One of several such structures studied in the human brain have involved uh, an area of the limbic system known as the nucleus of the terminal stria. The volume of this area appears to be influenced by the stimulation of sex hormones during brain development. And in men, the volume of this area is greater than in women. Scans of this area in transgender women, genetic and anatomic men who identify as females resemble that of non-transgender females. In this matter, gender identity develops in the, in the form of complex interactions between sex hormones and the brain during its development. So, wow. It, it goes on and on. And I, I, I'm not going to go through all the way. So... I'm going to read the summary now. The American Academy of Pediatrics um, and the American Academy of Family Physicians, American Medical Association, the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecologists, and the Endocrine Society have expressed outrage that the government is inserting itself into the matter that should be left to families patients, and their doctors. There are well-established evidence-based procedures that have been in place for decades. This is not a new phenomenon and it's not a fad. It's not grooming either. Testament saves lives. Denying a treatment saves lives. Denying treatment is cruel. I would hope that someone will share this 
with a cooperative friend, a conservative friend. For most of us, it seems ridiculous that a guy would think he is a woman or a woman would think he is she is a man. The human brain and the human body are complex and wondrous and to get it and get it right most every time, but sometimes they get it different and different should not be wrong and different people and their families should not be attacked by their own government. There I have said it. It's not a simple fad, as he says. It's not that someone says, oh, I think today I want to be a woman, like Barry Humphreys. <laughs> and drag queens are a threat to masculinity? No. <laughs> Biggest threat to masculinity is, su- is super uh, overcompensating masculinity. Uh, but I digress. <laughs> So that's my message today. All this brouhaha about transgender and and drag queens and all that stuff comes down to some basic understanding, some basic science and human nature. And to think that we're more insightful and more righteous than what I suppose God, some people might believe that God has has dealt us, is ludicrous. It is in nature. It is what happens. And... And to make an abomination of it is unfair, unkind, and probably unchristian if people would really look closely at it. So, uh, okay, I, they said I was entitled to my opinions, and I guess I've gone on about my opinions quite a bit there. Um, if you'd like to uh, respond to that, you can call. You can always um, send me a message at Craig at Rainbow-Radio.com and. Uh, We'll get your comments out there for everyone. But, um, you know, when something is, often when something is, uh, there's a problem, the solution is not necessarily simple. And sometimes the symptom is a, a indication of a lot more under the, or behind the curtain, a lot more that is there than that we understand, or a lot of people may understand. And I praise the doctor for being, bold enough to step out there and explain it in terms that everyone might understand what he feels is going on and, and the damage uh, that can be at hand uh, through the ignorance uh, of the moment and the sensationalism of you know propagating a, an incorrect message uh, for a cause or for votes, you know, which I feel is happening unfortunately so so with, with that we'll chew on that for a minute um you can see catalina island a bit today which is is nice <laughs> looking out from the studio here um because it's a beautiful sunny day and a beach day yeah and um it's all good so i say This is Frank Ocean. He was scheduled to perform at Coachella this week, and unfortunately he had an accident and couldn't do it, so he's been replaced. But I thought I'd play his song, one of his songs, Moon River, from a Henry Mancini song from Breakfast at Tiffany's. See the world 
classic the tale of everyone chasing their dreams and hopefully they find their dreams so i have a a a local news item i want to bring up i think it's exciting has anyone heard of pflag what it might stand for is parents and friends of lesbians and gays and it's called pflag well south orange county pflag has some scholarships that they're offering and uh, young adults can apply for them, which I just discovered yet. PFLAG Orange County Scholarship deadline is May 6th. So you've got to get your, your information in there by May 6th. Uh, monetary rewards of up to $2,500 are available. So outstanding graduating high school seniors and college vocational students are encouraged to apply to the scholarship offered through PFLAG Orange County. Monetary awards up to $2,500 available to residents or children of residents of Orange County between the ages of 17 to 24 who identify as gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, intersex, queer, or questioning, and to straight allies who have directly supported LGBTQI youth or LGBTQ, the LGBTQ community. That covers a lot. <laughs> so... If you want to check it out, you have to uh, you have to go to their website, which is um, PFLAG South Orange County, or, and there's uh, you can fill out the application there. Uh, they didn't provide me with a URL, but I suppose it's easy enough to PFLAG uh, South OC with the Google, and you'll get there. And uh, sound this is great and a very positive, affirming. 
thing. I'm gr I'm glad P Flag does that, and uh, I've heard from parents who uh, discover that they have a child that is lesbian or gay. Uh, I've talked to parents personally, and that P Flag saved their day because they thought. Um, Am I the only parent that has a gay child? Well, no, there must be others out there. And I would like to talk to others and see how they responded to it and how perhaps they can, or if they have suspicion about their child and, their, and maybe that's come, the, you know, that's cut their conversations up because they can't really feel they can talk to their child honestly, that they can't be them share themselves. So they reach out to PFLAG and uh, it's been a great help for a great many parents to uh, uh, help them understand what's going on with their child and better communicate and understand everything. So PFLAG, it's a wonderful organization. I'm glad they're there. So it's parents and friends of lesbian and gays. And it's a... Uh, I guess a support group. Um, yeah. P flag. Check it out. So I think maybe we should go. Um, let's skip the news for now. Oh, wait, though. I think I need to. Uh, yeah, let's skip. Let's go. Let's go on to this day in history. Oh, no. I know what I want to do. I asked Karnak, the all knowing, the all seeing, the supercomputer brain that knows everything a question uh, uh this week as i've done every week and i i, I rather enjoy this <laughs> so i did ask uh an uh, an interesting question this week i thought uh list the 10 best lgbtq accomplishments how about that in the last decade and why and it didn't even give a disclaimer it just said like these are it man so no questions, no questions asked. So the top 10. So uh, as we count down. And now, folks, number one, uh, legalization of same-sex marriage in 2015. The United States Supreme Court made a historic decision in the case of Oberfell and Hodges which legalized same-sex marriage in all 50 states. This decision uh, was a major victory for LGBTQ rights and is in, ensured that same-sex couples have the same legal rights as, and protections as opposite-sex couples. That was in 2015. Hallelujah. So that's uh, eight years ago. And you know what? The world didn't fall apart, did it? <laughs> as were the predictions. Okay, number two, transgender rights. And it's still... It's, that's what's being attacked. In recent years, there have been significant strides made in protecting the rights of transgender individuals. In 2020, the Supreme Court ruled in Bostock versus Clayton County that discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation or gender identity is illegal under federal law. Additionally, many states and cities have passed laws that protect, protect transgender individuals from discrimination in employment, housing, and public accommodations. But there is a wave coming back against all that. I, anyway, I won't say this. Let's go on to number three. Don't ask, don't tell repeal in 2011 is considered a milestone. 
The United States Navy repealed the Don't Ask, Don't Tell policy, which had prohibited openly gay and lesbian individuals from serving in the armed forces. This decision allowed the LGBTQ individuals to serve their country without fear of discrimination. Number four, transgender military ban reversal. In 2021, President Joe Biden signed an executive order reversing the ban on transgender individuals serving in the military, which had been put in place by previous, the previous administration. This decision allowed transgender individuals to serve their country without fear of discrimination. If you want to serve your country and you want to serve your country, that that's, should be a right, I think. Anyway, number five, this is a good one, conversion therapy bans. Many states and cities have passed laws banning the practice of conversion therapy, which is a harmful and ineffective attempt to change a person's sexual orientation or gender identity. These bans protect LGBTQ individuals from being subjected to harmful practice. If this harmful practice. Number six, representation in media. In recent years, there has been an increase in, in representation of LGBTQ individuals in media, including movies, TV shows, and books. Boy, this is true. This uh, representation helps to normalize LGBTQ identities and relationships and provides positive role models for young people. Hallelujah. I remember <laughs> when they used to advertise cigarettes on television years ago. There were never, ever any black people in commercials. And I think it was Cool or Salem Cigarettes decided that they were going to put a black person in a cigarette commercial for TV. And boy, did they create a stir. Imagine that. And now looking back, I think, wow. <laughs> I tell you, it was, it was a big controversy. Uh, my things have changed. Okay, number seven, workplace protections. Many companies have implemented policies to protect LGBTQ employees from discrimination in the workplace. These policies ensure that LGBTQ individuals are treated fairly and have the same opportunities for advancement as their non-LGBTQ colleagues. Yes. Number eight, inclusive education. This is being attacked too. Many schools and universities have implemented policies and curricula that include LGBTQ history and perspectives. This helps to create a more inclusive learning environment and ensures that all students feel valued and represented. I don't get what other people don't understand about that. Can't talk about it in Florida, in schools. They just reaffirmed that this last week. LGBTQ healthcare rights in recent years, this is number nine, there have been efforts to ensure that LGBTQ individuals have access to quality health care that is inclusive and affirming. This includes initiatives to train health care providers on LGBTQ-specific issues and to provide uh, culturally competitive, competent care excuse me, to LGBTQ patients. And number 10, number 10, drumroll, <laughs> increased visibility and acceptance in general, there has been an increase in visibility and acceptance of LGBTQ individuals in society. This is evidenced by public opinion polls that have uh, shown increasing support for LGBTQ rights. I wonder where those polls are now. And by the presence of LGBTQ individuals in all aspects of public life, including politics, entertainment, and sports. 
This increased visibility and acceptance helps to reduce stigma and discrimination against LGBTQ individuals. So there you have it, the 10 milestones, or the 10 best things that have happened. And we have to celebrate in that because a lot has changed in the last decade. And that is just for the last decade. I think prior to that, it, it was stagnant for centuries attitudes hadn't moved along for centuries so i guess you could say we're in hyperspeed now which is not a bad thing no siree dare i jump into on this day in history let's see if we got anything interesting uh on this day in history april 22nd oh in oh my god Oh, that's this. I thought it was fifteen fifteen. No, in two thousand five, um, HB fifteen fifteen would have made it illegal to fire an employee based on sexual orientation. Is defeated in the Washington State Senate by a single vote. Two Democratic Party lawmakers joined all twenty three Republican state senators to defeat the bill. Um, so it failed. Hmm, that's not good. <laughs> and moving on to April 23rd, 1967, the Student Homophile League of Columbia University pickets and disrupts a panel of uh, psychiatrists discussing homosexuality. Why would they do that? I don't get it. In 1984, Secretary of Health and Human Services, Margaret Heckler, announces in a press conference that the probable cause of AIDS has been discovered as transmissible virus that has recently been isolated by the U.S. and French researchers in the era of safe, the era of safer sex begins for all sexually active individuals. That was a, an important step in controlling or managing or mitigating, yes, HIV getting spread around. In April 24th, in 1955, Actor and drag artist John Epperson, also known as Lipsinka, is born in Hazelhurst, Mississippi. There's some fam famous drag queens, including Tony Randall and Bob Hope <coughs> and Burl, I don't know, what's his name? I want to say Burl Ives, not Burl Ives, um, Milton Burl. <laughs> they all dressed up. So did Willard Scott, the weatherman on the Today Show. <laughs> Anyway, he dressed up as Carmen Miranda, I believe. In April 25th, on this day in history, in 1965, an estimated 150 people participated in a sit-in where the manager of Dewey's Restaurant in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, refused to serve several people he thought looked gay. Oh, that's a bad thing. Don't want to do that. Look gay. Four people are arrested, including homoph homophile rights leader Clark Pollock of Philadelphia's Janus Society. All four are convicted of disorderly conduct. Members of the society also uh, leaflet outside, left leaflets outside the restaurant the following week and negotiate with the owners to bring an end to the denial of service. In 1977, the formal, former Ronald McDonald actor Bob Brandon publicly announces he is gay. Ronald McDonald? Oh my God. 
The McDonald's Corporation seeks an injunction for forbidding him from ever dressing as the corporate clown again, <laughs> or from stating or implying that Ronald McDonald Donald is also a homosexual. <laughs> oh, please. Well, it's 1977, I guess. What did you expect? In 1978, moving along, St. Paul, Minnesota voters repealed a provision in the city's human rights ordinance that protects gays and lesbians from discrimination. Oh, yeah, wonderful. The ordinance is repealed by a two-to-one margin of 54,000 in favor of a repeal and 31,000 against. Uh, boo on St. Paul, Minnesota. I hope they've changed their ways since 1978, which is like a long while ago. 1979, jury selection begins in the murder trial of Harvey Milk and George Moscone, Mayor George Moscone, and City Councilman Harvey Milk of San Francisco. Killer Dan White of, of San Francisco, uh, murder trial for Dan, uh, Dan White. Meanwhile, published reports indicate that the city's policemen and firefighters have contributed more than $100,000 to White's defense fund. <coughs> History was that um, city councilman Dan White didn't like the city's politics after being a city councilman and resigned. Uh, and Harvey Milk was openly gay and represented uh, his district on city council, and they had a great mayor named Mayor George Moscone, or Moscone, some people say, and indeed there's a big convention center in his name in San Francisco. Well, as it would be, Dan decided he wanted his spot back. He wanted to unresign and stay on the council. And um, Mayor George Moscone said, no, you resigned, and that's final. We've got a new councilman and dan it's well documented it's not hearsay he got a gun made got access into city hall through a back window from a back street and went in and shot and killed harvey milk one of the other city councilmen and then went into the mayor's office and killed him and at that point mayor uh I, um city council person Diana Feinstein became the interim mayor and had to announce to the city what had happened. And she's been through a lot at 89 now. Uh, anyway, that's what happened in 1979. In 1993, March on Washington for Lesbian, Gay, and Bi uh, Equal Rights and Liberation uh, takes place in Washington, D.C. In 2005, Four same-sex couples in the Canadian prov province of New Brunswick asked their court of appeal to extend marriage rights to same-sex couples. But -dum, but -dum. Okay, well. I don't know. There's more, there's more but uh, I'm just going to stick to some news here. Uh, that I think is more pressing than on this day in history because it's very important. But uh, let's listen to Katie Lang. Let's let's cleanse our palate a little bit here. <laughs> Katie Lang sings. Uh, what's I didn't put the name of the song, <laughs> but uh, well, 
I love the song, so let's just play it. She's a lesbian, you know. Just a kiss, just a kiss I have lived just for this I can't explain why I've become Michelin Just a smile, just a smile was uh, Miss uh, Chatelaine. I, if you watch the video on YouTube of that, she's um, doesn't look like uh, Katie Lang. She's uh, very feminine, dressed up, and it's uh, 
I don't know. It's a great video. So some news. I, I just got to, there's one here that uh, a group leading of uh, global scientists and academics have signed a bill urging Ugandan president Yawar Museveni to veto a hardline bill criminalizing homosexuality in the, in the country. Now in Uganda, he, uh, the, a bill went through their, uh, their, um, houses of Congress or whatever they have, their parliament, that said that if you admit to being gay or promote gay, you could go to jail. And if you have a, a gay act, you could be um, executed. And he didn't think the bill was strong enough, so he sent it back. He wouldn't sign it. He sent it back. you got to make it stronger. <laughs> so, is that disgusting? So there's a bunch of people... Uh, uh, Asking them to please just get rid of it. Don't do it and, and stop it. And uh, so global scientists are stepping forward to urge the Uganda's president to veto the bill altogether. Instead, he sent it back to make it stronger. And it just is exasperating. I mean... It's like the article I read about um, the doctor explaining, you know, all those things I talked about. If you're just tuning in, this is Craig on KXFM 104.7 Rainbow Radio. I'm here every week. I try to talk about the most topical events that we have in our community with LGBTQ interests. Don't forget, we've got uh, Pride coming up in August and in June 17th, which is Pride Month. We have I Am What I Am event here in Laguna Beach on the 17th from about 6 to 10 or 11 that evening. And uh, it should be a lot of fun. And I have to say, my time is, uh, is just about up. Yeah. Um, what, else can I, what else can I announce? Oh, don't forget the, the scholarship for PFLAG if you want to or know someone who benefit from that you can find pflag online and sign up the other thing i guess to say it's a beautiful day i had a lot of good positive news that i shared with everyone this week on rainbow radio there's also a lot of scary stuff out there but let's not get drugged down with it all let's enjoy the day what they say uh, embrace the day as best we can and uh, give someone a smile and as lester holt always says take care of yourself and others I think that is a very good thing to say, you know, make it your mission today to make someone's better a little day, a little brighter, a little better and share the love. Thanks for tuning in on KXFM 104.7 Craig and Rainbow Radio. I'll be back next week. I do have a guest. If I get them signed up, I'll let you know the first of the week um, who they are. I can't, uh, I don't want to divulge it right now because what if they don't show up? <laughs> so... <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. KXFM 104.7. Craig saying adios for the, on this beautiful Saturday afternoon here in Laguna Beach. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye. I want to love you. Yeah, yeah.